like as a skateboarder, and it's like, dude, your points are valid. Um, but, but I still as a skateboarder today with with it than without, than without it. it. And and as as a consumer, I love watching it. I fucking love watching it. Like that's for me. Like I can come home from a day of work, and I can have I can crack a few cheap beers. And I can watch my SLS, and that's my football, that's my basketball, or my hockey. That like I'm not into those other sports, and I am into skateboarding. So to have that as a skateboarder, I really appreciate it, yeah. like a lot. You know what I mean? See you, bro. Oh yeah, good to see you too, dude. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Got Pleasure. The golden hour sun is about to set, so I'd say it's time to start rolling here. Word. Cool. Yeah, works for me, dude. When did we meet each other, man? Um. I was trying to think about this the other day. Like, it was like ten years ago ish. I don't really remember the exact like moment or like how we met, but I do remember the apartment things. you were talking about. I didn't know you when uh, I started like putting clips together for good things and doing some motion graphics for good things yeah. for those who skate. Yeah. That was like came out in twenty ten, so. So we're shooting a little over a decade now. Yeah, I think yeah. I met you like pretty closely right after that, like. Yeah, that, sounds right. That one season of just like, like hanging out at Trav's, just editing and crank, I think, cranking out clips and smoking splits. I think yeah, I think what happened was Travis invited me over to your place for like a little sneak preview, and um, I remember you had done that cool symptoms graphic work for us with like the blocky letter, the three D blocky letters, almost like like the N sixty four logo. Oh. Fact checking myself, it was Matt Moore. I'm embarrassed to say that I got it wrong, but check out his link in the description. Incredible artist. So super random, but I really yeah, remember. I remember that been logo. Pete Chili who did the graphics. Oh, okay. I remember I was okay. incorporating him and stuff. He did yep. the uh, he did the uh, the Scrabble board like. Yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah, Which totally. Is, yeah, shout out to Pete Chili. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while, dude. It's been a while, but basically, just yeah, it's meeting you through the grapevine, you know. Like interests, passions, fucking. Psh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. True, true, yeah. yeah. And what, you're from. I'm from Vermont. You're from Vermont. Yeah. We're bound yeah. to meet each other. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's a small fucking state. If you're into a similar thing <laughs> as anybody else in Vermont, you're gonna know everybody in the state that's yeah. into that thing. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a lot of places, like, you know, the. You'll know the people that you, like, in your graduating class from your, like, section of the city your your region or whatever you know but in vermont it's like no everybody knows everyone five years older and five years older. <laughs> yeah, <totally>. yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 we probably know your aunts and your uncles maybe some of your cousins yeah mm -hmm. for sure for sure you yeah, know i'm vermont born and raised my uh my family's from new york so i'm kind of like a new yorker like slightly out of place well uh, you're not seven but, generations deep so. no <laughs> no i'm definitely not the first time i knew of you i was actually doing those you doing your title for little cameo clips in oh, good things no shit oh yeah yeah so, yeah yeah. Huh, yeah i wonder if i even have that right here it'd be kind of cool to that would be kind of cool it was not one of the clips i got ready for us but oh geez we have to edit this one out of the uh let's see what we got here 
No, let's check it. On DVX 100. Oh, yeah, this is, because this is, um, yeah, what's his name, dude? Get, yeah, Carlos Young skated with him. I was there when he did that. And he manies on that. It's hard to see, but that's front shove manual. With yeah, a kink, with a kink at the end, with a curved kink at the end. I didn't get to meet him or Rob. I never got to skate that thing even though I wanted to. He's fucking Trav, the man. Trav back in the day. Yeah. Some, kid. Someone else must have been filming it because you could tell the clip was all out of focus. Hey, yeah. Ziegle fucking killed it. Right, dude, look at fight. you. Yeah, he's my. Oh, oh. I didn't do that, five, I didn't do that five times before Travis got the right shot. Yeah, me with Let's a... Let's rewind that back, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is probably like 2008-ish? 2008-ish, 2009, 2010. Yeah. I moved out to California. Like, 2008. So this is probably like, yeah, 2009, 2010. Type stuff, Being shared to put on some nice clothing while I'm going out to film. This is now a backside flip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's, that's crazy. It actually flipped too, it wasn't too, yeah. like, it wasn't too foldy. No, that, the backside flip with clip was cool because I, I suck at doing flip tricks down shit. Like, I was still was kind of figuring it out at that point in time. Yeah, and even though it's such a small gap, it's got a short run-up, which was hard for me. Mm. But then the sun came out for like two seconds, and I haven't actually like land that one out of like 50 tries. The when the sun was out. The so sun was, looks cool. Yeah, it definitely you know, made it's the clip. Like, it's that aesthetic where it's like, dude, this footage is so res low resolution, but it looks great, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. At least that one. Yep. That spot was cool, dude. Just fucking, and I'd like broken my board, so I had to do it on. Uh, that was actually Sean Stem. Shout out, rest in peace. Uh, one of the many clips when Sean loaned me his board to to get the clip, which really? was cool. Yeah, 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 dude. It was Stem's board. Right yeah, there. when I did Alice's handrail, the ten stair, it was on Stem's board. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which he skates goofy, and I skate regular, so I have to skate the board backwards. Is that like a gap you have to go over? A little bit, there? yeah, a little bit, for sure. This is the one, um, what's his name, Jeremy Reeves got like a front blunt down that ledge. So if anyone knows, it's out in the East Bay fucking area, like Walnut Creek or some shit like that. So you're living in Cali here? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's a Cali spot. Like, all, all the clips from this were out in Cali, yeah. And you were there for how, how long? Four years. Four years. Yeah, from like oh education. Oh, for sure, dude. I mean, that's it's. I wasn't really aware of it until after the fact, and I moved back home. But it was like um, it was like a pilgrimage for myself and a lot of a lot of my friends in that same same age bracket. You know, oh, yeah. kind of forces you to grow up a little bit and get the fuck out of 
I feel like sheltered ass Vermont, you know. I feel like everybody, especially if you're from a rural town, um, benefit from living somewhere else for at least six months. Like living Big there time. instead of being a tourist. And Big, yeah, actually, what it like what it's like in order to actually have to um, adhere to the rules of that place. Totally, and get by, and like, yeah, and how yeah. to like how <laughs> you're expected to like behave in that culture. Fit and, in with the limitations that come along with it. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was a really really cool learning experience it definitely helped pull me out of my shell a lot you know because i definitely used to be like introverted a whole shit oh really oh yeah big time big fucking time yeah that's another side of it that i didn't really think about is that you know just being able to like meet people and like establish a social circle of your own in a new place you have to yeah you have to pull yourself out of your shell otherwise you're not going to meet new people and like yeah experience all those new things you know and then obviously their culture there is way more, much more diverse than it is here in Vermont. So you, you have to learn how to behave around all sorts of different people, you know? And if you act out of step or out of place, like in like a smaller backwoods town, you can kind of be a joker and you'll probably get away with it. But in a larger metropolitan area, if you act like a clown, people are going to call you out on it. Yeah. Like like that, you know what I mean? That's true. So you you That's have true. like you can't really be a fucking a less joker. excuses, you know, yeah. less exceptional like statuses, I think, and where everyone's you know got to figure out how to get along together. You know? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Except it's like in Vermont, you know, it's like everybody, for the most part, it's like such a white state that a lot of people are the same. You know what I mean? So you don't have to have that learning curve of like having so many different people around you, you know, in a, in the East Bay, it's the most diverse place on the planet. So you have to learn how to accept people that are different from you. And if you can't accept people that are different from you, you're not going to make it there. Yeah. You're not. Seeing a sign written in a different language, if that offends you, you're going to have problems. Or if you're like a racist, like (laughs) you're, you're just not like move to Texas, dude. Yeah. Bay Area, like, California is just not for you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I feel like it's different in different places, too, because... For sure. Part of the history of Philly, where I lived for a while, which is... East Coast and West Coast are definitely different kind of paradigms, at least as Mm -hmm. far as city planning goes, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think the mentality of, like, boroughs is much more East Coast. Um, Like, yeah, like, dude... The different neighborhoods in L.A. are the size of entire cities on the East Coast, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, 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 So, like, it's everybody's more, like, kind of different groups of people in different regions. They're all, like, butting up against each other. They're all, like, yes. playing together in the map, you know? Yeah, especially because of the way the development was back in the day. They're and just kind of, like... Poor people on that side of the river, rich people on this side of the river. Oh, and I've seen it, dude. Yeah. It's fucking gnarly, man. And that's like, in the West Coast, too, but... Uh, it's just even more, like, historically ingrained that, okay, like, neighborhoods hate each other in the East Coast. Yeah. Especially in where it's, like, in the Mid-Atlantic where, like, Baltimore, Philly, and it's kind of weird that we're even talking about this, but it's one of those <laughs> things I noticed living in different places, uh, just, you know, just from the 500 miles between here in Vermont and Philadelphia. Yeah. It's kind of it's crazy how, like... There'll be like generational, like pent up, like uh, 
you know, like, China, I'm just it's like, seeing it right now. They've been literally pent up in this tiny neighborhood yeah. in the northeast for so long. And they're surrounded by all these other little neighborhoods and they don't get along and the tensions have just been building and building and building for like 100 years. I was crossing um, like Fishtown into Kensington, just going to a dude's party, a friend of mine's party. He lived there, you know, yeah. and one dude's like, hey man, do you know where you are? And I'm yeah. Like, I think so. And I'm like, I, this is, honestly, this is the first time I've walked down to go to my homie's house. Yeah. But like, yeah. Yeah, I know where I am, basically. Like, what? But, like, like, but to you, but no, dude. He's like, no, this is yeah. the line. Like, when you cross this avenue, you're, you're in Kensington. Yeah. You know, yeah. did you realize that? And I'm like, yeah, bitch, leave me alone, man. Oh, and no, then, no. And then, and then he walks away, and I'm like, shit, where <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not, yeah, it's not something. Yeah, dude, so, I mean, I got, like, crazy tangents about California. Like, if you want, I could fucking, Yeah. Like Dude, we can we can edit anything out that you Alright, so just like just being in the wrong neighborhood, you know what I mean? And yeah, it was one of those big learning curves of like being in California and one night I was coming back from the city and I got off the train and it was like the last it was like right before ten, last bus running home and uh I got on the wrong bus, dude. I got on the wrong bus, right? And, like, halfway down, I'm like, is this bus, like, maybe it's just a different line I'm not familiar with. At some point, it's going to turn around and take me back home. That never happened. It's, like, the last bus of the night, dude. The bus is fucking emptying is, out of all the passengers. By the way, this is a common story for, like, a lot of fucking uh, people. Yeah, dude. yeah, 100%, 100%. So, luckily, dude, I kind of lucked out because we're getting to the end of the line, and there's another guy on the bus, and he was, like, a middle-aged black dude. You know, keep in mind, I'm a younger white dude from out of town. I don't look like I'm from around there. Yeah. And the bus driver looks at, uh, looks back at both of us, he's like, y'all got on the wrong bus, didn't you? And we're like, yeah. And so the bus driver's like, fuck, what can I do? Because he knows this is a really bad neighborhood in Richmond. We were down in the bottom had, of fucking Richmond, dude. I've had bus drivers in different parts of the country like, refuse to let me out at certain places. Yeah, no, this is the Golden Triangle, dude. Yeah. So, like, the bottom fucking 10 or 20 blocks of Richmond, California, they don't even get municipalities there anymore. Like, they don't get electric or the mailman or running water. Like, it's Damn. different, yeah. So, anyway, so we're like, yeah, we took the wrong fucking bus, dude. I'm like, fuck, how am I getting home tonight? Um, meanwhile, the other passenger, the black guy's kind of freaking out because he knows where we are, whereas I don't really, you know, and the bus driver's like racking his brain, like shit, shit, shit. What can I do for these guys? So he's calling up all the other bus drivers like, Hey, I got these two guys on my bus. They need to get out of Richmond. And eventually he gets one bus driver. He's like, all right, what I'm going to do guys is I'm going to take you back to, to here, you know, as far as I can take you. And then I'm going to drop you off and you wait for the 23 line to come through, right? It's like, okay, cool, dude. So he takes us and we're on like 10th, 10th Street, which Richmond starts at like 45th or 50th Street. And as you get further down to zero, it just gets worse and worse, right? So we're down on like 10th Street, just waiting for the bus to come. And the guy that I'm with starts doing this, dude. He's like... I'm like going around and checking around the bushes and I'm like, what is this fucking dude doing? I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, he's like, I'm looking for escape routes. Cause he, he grew up in Richmond and he had just moved back and his, he lived in like up in like 30th Ave, you know, but he knew where we were and he was literally like, like, dude, I am looking how to fucking run away. Every day here is 
zombie apocalypse yeah. planning, bro. Yeah. Like, you gotta figure out where you're gonna escape to. Like. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, of course, I'm standing there, six foot fucking three tall white dude sticking out like a sore thumb <laughs> on the corner of the street. And it almost will... like your height is against you. Oh, no, 100%. It's like, hey, it's you're just like a what? Like, peeking those, up like... over the bushes. I'm like, yo, that fool's got a wallet with cash in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, which I didn't at the time because I'm poor. But, like, so who who rolls up? Of course, fucking, like, a car full of G's and Al Camino all fucking, like, lowered out. Dude, and they're just, like, looking. They're giving you that fucking inner city look where you, like, you don't want to look away. You don't want to make, like, direct eye contact. But you want to acknowledge and know, like, hey, I acknowledge you. I'm not scared. I'm just kind of, so I just stood there. They're, like, checking us out. Just fucking kept rolling on. <laughs> Breathe a fucking sigh of deep relief. Finally, the line 23 came through, picked us up, dude, got us the fuck out of there. And, and Situations that are, are kind of, they cause problems because it's established that it's a dangerous neighborhood. And then you have an encounter with somebody and it's almost like the responsible thing to do is project that danger. But you that. don't want to do but that. You don't want to yeah. do that. But the idea is, like, the self-consciousness of it right. is what causes problems. Right. Yeah, no, 100%. You, you know, know, like a guy... It's like, like yeah. you look, you get that look in someone's eye where you, get, if, you catch, like, a glimpse of, like, fear. Dude, it's, it's like, like a dog. What the fuck, man? You're not, afraid of Yeah, me. if someone looks at me and they have fear in their eyes, I'm not even going to recognize it. You know what I mean? Let alone, like, how... Oh, I, so, I had a situation, a situation I take advantage of, you know what I mean? Whereas... Yeah. Yeah, I had jury duty once in a city, and everybody that was my age and older who was in jury selection, you know, they put you up and ask questions to select through people. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. single person that was my age or older had gotten jumped and mugged, like, and that factored into their selection process. Oh, and this is in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every yeah. single person, yeah. dude. Every no, single totally, person. No, totally, dude. I mean, one of my good friends that I worked with had been jumped right in that fucking area of Richmond just walking home from his job at Radio Shack. He's like, yeah, some dudes pulled up and took my wallet. And I was lucky I didn't get punished. He's like, you know, I just, at that point, you just give them the money, and then that way they don't have to beat you up or whatever or fucking stab you. It's like, what's the, it's just, what's it's the smartest common, way of getting out of this uh, just, ideal just, situation? Yeah, you know? totally. You're just and, walking and, home from work and fuck. And then you just think about that and like how to avoid the situation in the first place from then on, you know, like if that's, that's what you, that's how you try to like learn from it. And if, yeah. if it's just like one of those things is too random, then you don't change your behavior at all because there's for, nothing you can do. For a lot of people, that's where they live. And it's like for him, he's coming home from work and he's just skating home. He can't afford a car yet. You know, he's just some 18 year old kid, you know? And yeah, if he had a car, he could drive and not get jumped on the side of the street. But he can't afford that, so he's skateboarding home. Yada yada. So a lot of folks, yeah, there's not much they can do. There's, that's where they grow up, you know. True. Uh, it's yeah, it's eye opening to live in different places and uh, interact with people who have different backgrounds than you. Though. Oh, big time, dude. And it, yeah, it it definitely for me it made me more aware of those inner fears that I was projecting onto people. You know what I mean? And then. Uh, well, and yeah. kind of just like the, and then you become you're like what dude you're like TV's conditioned me fucking to be a wacko you know like not cool dude people are just fucking people and pulls you out of your show and 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. And we're all victims of our environment to a certain extent. Yeah, 100%. Whether it's being sheltered because our environment's too nice or not. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk about iHomie, man. Yeah, dude. The fucking iHomie, dude. The little unexpected, just fucking Hail Mary, one last thank you, yeah. God, one more time, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, what a blessing we are to have folks like you and Travis Card in our fold to like, to be motivated and to produce something like this for us, you know? Same goes for like, people like you, the skaters. Bro. But but you guys are the organized ones putting it together, whereas I'm like, I'm just gonna go out and just go skate. You know what I mean? But you, you or you're like the glue that keeps all the skaters, you know? Ah, oh, thanks, I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Clint Ayers, Rocking this shit. Hey, you know, we do what we can, dude. Alright. Shout out, Dave Abair, film that clip. Oh, yeah, rest in peace, Dave. Yep. So, this is in uh, and he got Yeah, this is in Plattsburgh. Also, another Dave Abair story where I wasn't even going to go meet up with those guys and skate that day. Um, and so, basically, I live in the sticks, and my friends were going to go skate closer to me. And I was like, for once in my life, mm -hmm. I'll be able to get a ride to go skating and uh, and not have to drive an hour out of my way to go meet up my friends, right? So I drive five minutes down the road from my house to meet them at the ferry, and we're going to get take the ferry across the lake and go skate. I feel like and you I, need I a get, map of uh, the lake so, in so, order to tell this story. So, I'm, so I, live, I live on the east side of the lake, and we're trying to go to the west side of the lake to go skating. And the ferry is, like, right by my house. Yeah. So I'm like, sweet, I can meet him at the ferry landing and fucking actually cruise my boys and get a ride back home for once. And I get to the ferry landing. I'm like, where the fuck are they? And I call them, like, where are you guys? They're like, dude, we're in New York already. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? The one time. <laughs> the one time I don't have to drive an hour to go skate with my friends. And they fucking bail on me. I was like, <laughs> these assholes. They're like, dude, what? We thought you were cool. So I'm like, no, dude, I'm broke. I can't afford $22 to go over the ferry and back, which is the ferry fee for a vehicle. It's 22 bucks. That's, there and back. that's I like, a lot. If I I'm, mean, Dude, I was broke. Like, And it's one thing to commute to work, but it's not worth I was, it, dude. It's like... Like, I won't get into it, but, like, I'm applying for disability right now. I haven't worked for fucking mm -hmm. over a year. So, yeah, I'm broke, dude. I don't have $22 to spend to go skating. But Dave Hebert was fucking visiting. He's like, Clint, dude, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, you're not going to come skating over fucking, like, 20 bucks. He's like, dude, I'll fucking pay your ferry fee. Come skate, dude. So they fucking paid my ferry fee. Never take your friends and your homies for granted because that was the last time I saw Dave, dude. And I, I'm Imagine so that. lucky to have that last session with him and to get yeah. to spend that time with him. And, like, it was thanks to him being a really good G and a good friend that's, like, hooked it up, you know? So, yeah, so yeah, this clip... That's and it. the blunt and the front board are all thanks to Dave. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen. Yep. Yeah. So, Dave is, you know, people like Dave are the glue too, you know? Yeah. Any, anybody True. who just helps you, helps uh, remove that um, resistance from you and your goals, in, in between totally. you and your goals. Totally. You know? Get you out of your house, get you doing the things you love. So, let's see what we have here. Oh, front blunt. We got this hippie jump that was pretty amazing. New spot. Brand new spot, dude. 
What do you mean new spot? Oh, that the whole new. yeah, the city hall park. It's all brand new, dude. So that's the first time I ever got a chance to skate there. Those steps are nice, actually. Yeah, those steps are really nice, dude. There's shit. I was here for this one. Winooski. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Alley up, alley up, and kickflip out of there. Well, yeah, you know, look quick, quick set of action. I have slow feet, so. Because your legs are so long. <laughs> yeah. That's a sick it, rail there. That's platform too. Yeah, that rail is dope, dude. You have to like kind of set it up so it doesn't like shimmy on you, but it's actually a really nice rail. And you got to kind of gaff out to a little bit, and then the 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 cool. takeoff kind of slopes downward a little bit, which is never ideal, but fuck it, dude. Oh, so you kind of have to fight you, the you have, downward momentum. Yeah, well, it, it, a, a downward slope right before you pop is going to take your pop away from yeah, you. Because that exactly. front truck is going to dip down a little bit. Yeah. So you either go early or you just muscle your way through it and hopefully it fucking works. Right, yeah. yeah. The later you ollie, the lower, the, the less elevation you have as a starting point. Yep. So. Yep. One that's gonna hurt if it comes out from under you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's more tricks I'd like to do there, but I'm fucking old, dude. That blunt stall is sick. Yeah, blunt stall came out alright. It's pretty stuck I was here for this one too. Yeah, you are. Yep. Yep, this is a fun little sesh, dude. Everyone got their clip. That was cool. And look at this fucking crooked grind, dude. Uh. It's Champlain just, College is the shit. It is Whoever so Whoever designed good, that, dude. props to you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's, like, it's the best. This is one, it's one of those clips where, like, you can do a crooked grind on the box of the skate park, whatever. But when you have the skate spot, that that's good. It just makes the trick for you, dude. Yeah, Travis said <laughs> nobody wants to see, and it's true. As much as it's not true, it's really actually true. Yeah. Nobody wants to see footage of the park. No, 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 no. It's weird, but... No, unless weird. unless I'm watching a skate contest. Right. But, like, even on Instagram, it's like... Nah, it's so... It's, it's interesting how it's almost like... It's not even, like... It's almost like... Skate parts are for practicing street skating, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. They you are. Know? Yeah. Like, it's totally. not... It's not a replacement almost. It's, no, no, no. Learn. Weird, like. If you you can do this trick, but if you can't at least find one spot in the street where you can do that trick, you know, can you really do it? Can you like sure you can do it in a perfect fucking situation? The skate park. That's not real life. You know, real life is never like a perfect circumstance. You're always having to work within limitations. You know. I think that's. A lot about what Vermont skating is. Well, that's I was gonna say like this, dude. Like some like a skater like me, I'm not really a technical skater. I can just do basic tricks. So it's like if I can find the right spot to do the trick on, it's gonna make me look really good, dude. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which has been hard, you know, like skating in Vermont because we're really like limited in the spots. But that's also me, just like. No, it's. True, I could right? I could have been better. I could have set my game up more, I guess, or tried harder. Um, but yeah, you go to like the right you spot. You have and a certain number of of like acres that are developed with actual ledges and, and th skateable things like that. And you, you only you're like sure there may be like a handrail, but it's like the only one. You know, so maybe it's not a good learner, or maybe yeah, there's a good ledge, but it's not great for this trick 
or it's like a decent ledge. But like, look at the aesthetics of this thing on video too. Like all the red bricks, dude, and the nice masonry work down there. It's just, it's a visually pleasing spot. It's a unique spot because it's a curved ledge. It's technically a little harder because you've got a gap into it. So it has all these cool things working for it that make it unique and make just a simple, basic bitch trick like a crooked grind into something incredible. And it's not, it's not the trick itself, it's the spot, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, say, say what you want about crooked grinds. Yeah. <laughs> it's still the king of grinds in my eyes. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean. Yeah. I being always. Being able to pop out of it and land it is like, so, dude, that's, that's a it lot of people have a mental scary. block of right there, you know? True. They, they get up right to that point and then they just can't get beyond it. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Look at that. Look at how long he goes for. Him. Uh, <laughs> little toe drag. No one can see that. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool, dude. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah. Shorty. Cool, man. I remember the first time I ever skated in Burlington. I was 16. And there was like 40 kids at the fucking courthouse. And uh, Justin Sullivan was there. He was doing switch frontside flips off. And I was I was 16. I was like, who is the fucking 12-year-old kid that's doing switch flip tricks off the fucking ledge? Like, it just freaked me out. And then I, I like I met him. He's like, naughty. He's like, I'm like 17. I was like, oh, dude, thank you, God. This guy's older than me. Oh, holy shit. Such a relief. Justin was like the little kid kind of like... Yeah, man, I skate too, you know, and then like immediately after he was the one that everyone was trying to like Emulate his, emulate his style and how like he does his, it. Yeah. Yeah, he's the ultimate street skater skateboarder Like just watching that dude do a flat ground kickflip. You're like, yeah, that was sexy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you know, like I can only imagine like how far he would have taken it if uh, you know He never got hurt or anything. Yeah, you know? like yeah, same yeah. with everybody else. Yeah, know? I mean that's Not a million dudes That's a million dudes Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, he was always inspiring. You know? Yeah. Whatever. Yep. I, I have a clear uh, memory of like being a metronome once and seeing him. He's like, yo, what's up, man? How the fuck is your wrist, dude? And he's like, don't ask me how my wrist <laughs> totally... is. And yeah. I was like, I meant to say, how's your skating? And yeah. He's like, it's all right. For the fucking wrist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Trying not to think about it, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. But, you know. Yeah, yeah he just got cursed by game. that, like, dude, once you fall on that one spot of your body... It's it's a repetitive thing where, yeah. like, if you have... If you catch yourself that way, then you will kind of always catch yourself that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, and, and your subconscious is just like... <laughs> like, there you go, hurt yourself in the same spot again. It's just, like, stuck in there, you know? I almost feel like, it, like it's not our place to even talk. <laughs> you know? I dude, skateboarding, man. Like yeah, no, you got you got to pay to play, dude. And like if you if you think you're gonna skateboard and not get seriously hurt, you're fucking kidding yourself. And it's something that like I'd love to start a skate school or be like a skate coach and incorporate that more into it. It's not just the skateboarding, but it's like how do you take care of yourself? How do you be healthy so you're less likely to be injured when you are injured? How do you recover faster? And, and everything, those are all those things that, like, I never had 
and my coming up as a skateboarder and I didn't really take care of my body and I got injured a number of times and it just, it just was like the end of any chance I ever had at turning it into like a career or something more than just like a hobby, you know what I mean? So it's, I Same think it's, with any pro as much sports, as, really, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the average career of, like, an NFL. But the NFL guys, dude, they have access to, like, incredible physical therapists, incredible drugs, incredible and good even then, the average career is, is like still super short. Yeah, years, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, yeah, because you're beating yourself the fuck up. But look at guys like Felipe Gustav. Felipe Gustav has been doing it for a while. He's been doing it for a while. And, but look at him specifically... And this is like, you're like, I don't even want to talk about injury, but it's such a large part of skateboarding. Mm -hmm. I feel like it does need to be addressed um, at some point. But yeah, so Felipe and Paul Rod, they both recently in the past like two or three years went like through serious knee injuries, which is that's what took me out of the game was it's... injuring my knee and then not having the proper therapy and having to go to work and turning an injury into like a much, much worse situation. But those guys... They have access to good trainers, to great physical therapists, to all the right equipment, and they've been able to to rehab kind of like a full-time job. And within two or three years, they're back in SLS. They're back skating top-tier form, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I feel like that's that something that a lot like of skateboarders... Being able to bounce back. And, be, and being able to have access to that medical attention, which so many, like your average citizen doesn't. We get basic bitch... Met, like, oh, you're hurt? Mm. Go to your generic physical therapist. I'm lucky where I've found, like, really good physical therapists, but it's been a whole journey to get there. And um, and then an even longer journey to work with them to where I'm starting to see the results that I want, you know? but What is that like? Is that, like, a private racket? Or is it, like, where you shop for physical therapists? It's, or it's is up it, to you. like, your it's, community? It's up to you. Like... It's, it's a learning experience, and I had to learn it on my own where, like, yeah, when you talk to, like, your, your primary care physician, right, and they're like, okay, you're injured, we think what would be best for you is go see a physical therapist. They're going to give you a referral to some basic bitch physical therapist that may be good, may be bad, um, and you go work with them and see how it is. And I've worked with enough medical professionals at this point where I kind of know what I like and what I want out of somebody. Mm -hmm. And then I also know when somebody's giving me pretty generic treatment and then when somebody's actually really good at their job. And so I know, cause I have pain at certain points in my body. So if they can key in to what's troubling me like really fast, I know, all right, this person's really good and they know what they're doing and they're gonna actually give me the care that I need. Whereas if they're just kind of like, if you say something and they're maybe a little dismissive and then give, well, maybe this exercise will work and they just don't really care, you know, and they're just waiting for the clock to tick down. Go find yourself a different therapist because even the worst doctor is still a doctor. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have you have to just it's just a journey of working with different people and finding people that work with you, you know? Yeah, yeah man. And so you can't shop around. Cause it's it, I feel like part of the problem sometimes with American healthcare is it is a pay to play thing. It is know? absolutely. Yeah, and so you have to, like... Where, and, and nobody's going to tell you, like, for what ben. the best options are. Yeah. Unless you already have the money and you're at the door, kind of. Totally, yeah. totally. And a lot of times they don't want you to have those best options because then you're going to get well and you're not going to be feeding into the whole medical industry, you know what I mean? There's definitely a shadow incentive there. Yeah, it's, that's, I will 
spare our listeners that whole yeah that whole yeah. thing but anyway. dude it's yeah yeah so yeah. props to like the the people who are healing people yeah totally totally man so i i really lucked out and i found a private business where the woman that owns it and runs it does a really good job vetting the people that she hires and i even so i've worked with i've worked with her and two of her other long-term therapists and I just started working with another therapist that she recently hired. I was pretty nervous about it, mm. but she's awesome. And I'm getting, I'm getting things working from her that I wasn't getting from working from the other three. So from working with all these different people, I'm getting a variety of techniques of basically how to heal myself. You know what I mean? Sounds, so sounds clutch, man. Oh, it's huge, dude. So many times I feel like it's just like, well, there's physical therapy and there's ther surgery. Yeah. It's almost like you're, uh, the way that like it hits the shopping part of the American brain is like, well, whatever the best option is, is the most expensive option. And it's the easiest for me. If which would I be can like afford the, it. Yeah, which would be like the surgery, but like... But not necessarily, because, you know, you can't always just cut things out that are inconvenient. Well, yeah, totally. And, and like, some, most of the time, the doctors will tell you, like, look, this may work or this may not, you know? Or someone like me, where I'm sure there's a doctor who would have been willing to cut me up, but it, I have a muscular skeletal thing. It wouldn't have helped at all, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, health is deep, dude. Health is crazy. Take care of your health kits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get, get, don't take having health insurance for granted. It's a blessed thing. And if, and if you do get hurt, like, and you, you have to get treatment, fight for it. You know, it's, mm. it can be really hard and really daunting, but as long as you don't give up on yourself, there is that hope at the end of the tunnel. There's like, you know, yeah, there's yeah. something there. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely don't ever give up, folks. No. Uh, yeah, care for the things that are valuable and don't give up on them. Hang in there. You can do it, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your thoughts on Street League these days? Okay, oh yeah, Street League. Because I know this is kind of a... Uh, it can go either way. I've heard a few like the hardcore cats. Like it's not core skateboarding. But here's my, my personal take on it is like whatever. It's almost like, not to interrupt, but yeah, yeah. to interrupt. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like what we were talking about before, street skating versus park skating. Park, okay. All right, so, so that's how does fair, that fit in that's a, that So dynamic? remind me, remind me as I go down because that could fit into this at some point. Um, but so I think the first point I want to make is like, so, so I've heard some people kind of hate on it because it's not core skateboarding, right? But as far as I'm concerned, being a kid from the sticks, where I don't, I don't know what core skateboarding is, I'm just a passionate skateboarder. I love skateboarding. You just want to land tricks. I just, I want to land tricks. If anyone's skateboarding and they're fucking doing it, like, good for them. I'm all about it. Like, if someone's, can't even ollie, like, good for them. And so I see Street League as being good for skateboarding. And though it may not fit in like a certain box of what some people think skateboarding should be, you know, skating's got to grow beyond that box at some point. Mm. And it's it's good for skateboarding. It's good for the young guys that are coming up that are able to make a name for themselves. Like these guys need a platform to build a career in. Um, you know, anti-hero's not going to work for everybody, guys. You know what I mean? 
Red Bull is a good, it's a good thing in the industry as far as it's providing a livelihood for certain guys that wouldn't get it otherwise. It is weird how we need these sponsors. We do, because they bring money in the industry, dude. It's just, I mean, There's, it's just weird though how like an energy drink and energy drinks in general are basically like low-grade um, pharmaceutical, legal pharmaceuticals. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. It's John, it's, it's trash, dude. It's one step down from prescription stimulants, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and now that's what skateboarding is based on financially is kind of messed up to me. But, I mean, but that's like... But I appreciate them as a company that is basically paying it all forward to... And Extreme sports is in general. And that's a larger, like, cool, story of how, like, capitalism in itself is kind of gross. You know what I mean? It's not so much, like, that's not so much skateboarding. That's just, like, the capitalist system that but we live under. But it's related you know? to the Red Bull games and the X games and how all that stuff kind of took off. And the sponsors that make things possible, like Street League, it's all connected. And it, the weird thing that's to me is that it has nothing to do with skateboarding it's like this extra industry which is almost like how if you watch cable news these days it's all like pharmaceutical companies like big pharma ads you know like yeah. it's almost yeah, yeah, like yeah. the news has partnered with another industry the media industry oh, it is. has they, partnered with another industry they did they and it's weird it. how yeah, yeah it's yeah. weird how skating is that way too but that's that's that, a good point i that's digress a, though yeah, that's definitely that's a like, fair point so so i'd like that's how i feel feel about it like as a skateboarder and it's like dude your points are valid um but, but I still skating as a is skateboarder better off today with, with it than without. than without it and and as as a consumer i love watching it i fucking love watching it like that's for me, like, I can come home from a day of work, and I can have, I can crack a few cheap beers, and I can watch my SLS, and that's my football, that's my basketball, or my hockey, that, like, I'm not into those other sports, and I am into skateboarding, so to have that as a skateboarder, I really appreciate it, yeah. like, a lot, you know what I mean? And I, like, dude, it's fucking intense, dude, those guys are out there, they're giving it their all, like, putting their shit on the line, and to, to see, like, it's just... It's a powerful thing when it really all comes together and you can just... Totally. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Totally. You know? it's, yeah, no complaints. I just think it's weird that Red Bull is skateboarding's daddy. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. And it's so... So for like the the um, the street, like what you're saying, it's not... It's park skating. So it's not street skating. It's not like real skateboarding. Right. It's like you know a park I mean? set up a street course... As a park. A park that is a street course. Right. So, so yeah, you know, like, people like my older sister that don't skateboard, right? And they're like, they're like, yeah, it's incredible. You see the videos and you see what they can do, but you don't see that they just tried it, like, 50 times, right? And you're like, yeah, you're like, yeah, that's what skateboarding is. Um, and though it's still park skating, the level of skating these guys are doing is so incredible that it's like, yeah, they're not doing it in the street where the spot is raw and it's hard. It makes them fight for it. it. They're doing it at a perfect spot. But they're doing these God-level tricks, like, almost every try. So when people like my sister that don't skate go, oh, yeah, they just tried it 50 times, you're like, well, no, these guys actually, like, they have it so dialed in that they can do these incredibly high-level tricks that would be, like, enders or something in a video they can do it in the middle of a fucking run yeah and you to defend I mean? the park side of park nature yes. side of it, it, yes. it you need consistency when you're 
on a competition that's at that and, high level. And it'd be one consistency. Thing. It'd be, you know, if you had the same um, stone ledge that granite ledge that everybody was grinding, as long as it's consistent, but you can't move that shit around on tour. Right, 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 right. You know, and so it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be one thing if these guys at SLS and Best Trick, if they're landing their tricks one every ten tries, it'd be like, oh, okay, you know, but but they're not. Yeah, the shit they're skating is so perfect, and it's it's curated for them, but they're they're not doing it in five or ten tries. They're doing it one or two tries consistently, like God level top tier tricks. You yeah, know? and I guess what I'm so saying that, is so like that, it helps. The consistency of the course, of yeah. the the how every single ledge grinds, how all of the rails slide, it's got to be consistent. Yes. That's what I mean by, like, it helps, <clears throat> the consistency of the course helps the consistency of the overall competition. Oh, absolutely. So that they can increase the consistency of the shots with the cameras. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all yep. connected, and yep. they do a good job. They do a great job. It's and that's interesting the courses, to hear different people's opinions. And are. the courses look fun. It's a type of shit that, like, I never got to skate, man. And, like, I would just love to skate those, like, perfect ledges where I could be an old man and not to try hard, and it, it just slides and does the shit for you, you know? Yeah, man. And put... Put some of this on as we're talking about it. Yeah. This, these are the. Yeah, and they're like so. Talking about so like know, watching this guy this year, you know, Lucas Rabello, dude, coming up from Brazil, and now he's gone from a guy I didn't know his name to like, yeah, now I know his name. I know him. I'll see him in the ads. I'm sure I'll see him around. So he's he's because SLS, he's got this place in American consumers' minds now. Where he can have a career, you know, because of this shit. He's got fans, dude. Yep. Like, that's how fans, that's how you get fans is you, yeah. you, you kill sh shit on TV. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. You're going to get fans. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, you can, yeah. Go skate the skate park, your local park, all you want every day, and you might get, like, one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty insane. Let's see. Is this Nigel? And it's, it's also cool, like, watching, like, the years, like, we're watching, dude, now, we're gonna have to start watching Nigel fight for the championships, you know, whereas the past few years, it's like, he was the fucking guy to beat, but now we're gonna have guys like Jagger, or Jagger, or fucking, um, this homie, what's his fucking name? Uh, you remind me his name. Gustavo? Yeah, Gustavo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... So that's another point I really did want to make about the SLS, right? Is we saw this year we had a new guy in due to a wild card. There's a few guys in due to wild card. Um, but the, the one guy, this guy right here, Jagger. So he wasn't invited in. He earned his place in from a wild card down at like Tampa Am. And he ended up taking the whole competition. So how many other skateboarders are there, have done it. are there out there that aren't getting invites and don't have the opportunity to win that wild card that could take the title from Nija or P-Rod? Like, I've seen on, on uh, Instagram, there's, like, that dude, Marcelo Perfetto, or whatever his name is, that, like... Yeah, so that's, that's one thing I don't really like about it, is that it is almost like a closed community in the, the larger skateboarding community. You know what I mean? Where they always say, like, these are, like, the best skateboarders from around the world, the top of the top. 
Well, you know, the ones who got a chance. But but they're the ones that got a chance. And then the second another guy comes in to get a fucking chance, he takes the whole thing. So how many uh, guys are there out there that are actually? Just, it's like guitar players. Shout out to Tampa know? Am for providing that like step up to give people chance. One hundred percent, dude. And like so, so many people have got so, to start. And so that's one thing. Another thing I don't fully like about SLS, and like P Rod even said it is like it's like the. Um, it's like the Super Bowl for skateboarding, right? Yeah. But in my eyes, the Super Bowl for skateboarding is still Tampa Am and Tampa Pro. Mm -hmm. They've been around for longer. They're they are the core. They're that core skateboarding like competition, just like in the life of skateboarding. Like they are skateboarding. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like they're down for the cause. If skateboarding they're is not the treat, taking money. Trunk, yeah, one hundred percent, dude. And um, and they're still doing their thing. And they don't look like they're ever going to slow down. And uh, so I've, I have a lot of respect for Tampa, just the whole skate park of Tampa, what they do for skateboarding. Um, I actually got to skate skate the park once, which is pretty cool. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, shout out to them for, for also getting involved, you know, now that I think about it. Like, if their competition is the wildcard opportunity for SLS, they're acknowledging SLS. SLS is acknowledging them, and it sounds like they're maybe starting to work together, which would be great. I think that's just, like, it's only going to be good for skateboarding's future. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think that the more that there are separate things that people start, and then they, like, collaborate with each other and, yeah. like, have kind of like access points is a weird way of saying it. Uh, for, so uh, that for they like can some cross, crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cross collaborate basically yeah. like share information um, and skaters. And or like share opportunity for skaters. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yep. But yeah, look at that lineup, man. Jagger Eaton came up. Fucking America, baby. Hell. We know this guy would have been doing better, but he got, he got sick, so. Mm. Yeah. You had a little handicap against them that day. Well, you know, we were just talking about Tampa M and how they provide opportunities for yep. your skaters. And basically, it's like an influx of talent into the skate industry, you know? Yeah, 100%, like, dude. Um, Look at dudes like, again, Felipe Gasavo, fucking one Tampa M, and everybody, or Cody McIntyre, you know? And pff, like, oh yeah, dude's name is on the board now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like that story of like, you know, like my family like saved up and sold the car and bought me a plane ticket to Tampa. Like Literally, that's, yeah, what like Felipe's family did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which is awesome, dude. So rad. So rad to fucking see parents and families supporting such a, uh, a, uh. Yeah, we can, we can mute this, I guess. But. Yeah, they had a good time, man. Good <laughs> I'd still love to get down there one of these years, dude. It'd be so rad, man. But, holy cow, man. And then this hey, dude. Okay, look at this. Look uh, at this winning run. I know, dude. Back to fucking Switch, dude. Come on. Switch, big hill, board slide. Look at yeah. this shit. Yeah, and so, like, dude. I've never yes. seen it back to Switch, dude. Like, ever. I've never seen any, even, it kind of over-rotates on the rail. You know, so it'd be, like, super easy to go back to regs, but he's like, nah, dude. So, that's board control. 
That's fucking board control, uh, switch, dude. Switch, big heel, board slide back to switch. Switch, dude. Let's let's just start this over again and like kind of like follow like how amazing it is. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so overcrook, dude. Overcrook. Shoulders down, shoulders down, dude. Just cruising off the end. Yeah. From that angle, it looked like a nose grind. Ah, that's because you're not a skateboarder, dude. Yeah. No offense. Definitely overcrook. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, and you can see he's got the the front wheel or the inside wheel the toe wheel you know pinch lock mm-hmm yeah he's got it pinched yeah he's got the pinch he's got the pinch you know it's a solid overcrook even man he's like jesus christ dude that was a fucking smooth overcrook dude that's a switch dude okay so it's not a switch mongo push because he went regular up the quarter yeah. play okay Dude, this bomb tray, tray, yeah, like a that sexy tray, tray too. Just, uh, yeah, I appreciate the back up. foot coming forward and not kicking out to the back. Like, it was really popular for a while there. But, yeah, tray flip up, Josh Kalis, proper, proper. Oh! Oh, he took his foot off, dude. dude look his at, foot see, completely is... came off, dude. How did he land that? How did I he don't not know. Fall? But how he... That's, my, that's not toe drag. I, I, that's not, that's, that's my foot drag. My initial notes were like, toe drag? No, that's no, the whole foot. That's fucking foot drag. And he landed it. Like, yeah. You know what he did is he ripped this this sticker, this giant, like, I just, yeah. Off. If you, like, look back. Yeah, I saw that, dude. So, it's... Look. See this piece right yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you can there. see is it's already curling up a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. just, his foot planted right on there and but ripped bro, it off. Can we just, yeah, there it is. Can we just take a moment to acknowledge this is probably the first and only time in history someone is going to get first place in Tampa Am, and his foot came completely the fuck off the board, but he didn't bail the trick. So it's how do you judge like it? A, it's how do you like judge Forget it? about it. Don't, yeah. like, don't detract. Yeah, totally. Don't detract. Totally. Yeah. 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 Like, he landed it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, yo, it's the course, man. Yo, take your shit down. Yeah, it's totally, yeah. Interference, dude. Interference. Holy so shit. Funny. That's so, incredible. Yeah. Anyway, his foot came off from that backside flip, mm -hmm. but he still somehow but, landed it. I also, I would not have caught it. I didn't catch it watching it last night at home. I wouldn't have caught it unless you, like, slowed it way down, dude. Yeah. If yeah. you're not watching closely, you don't even notice his foot no. came off. But... That was amazing. That, that was, was amazing. That was like so the announcer. Four. Yeah, the announcer says it. He's gonna be like, "How did he fucking not yeah. bail from that, dude?" Mm -hmm. Hustle. He's hustling. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Nice little feeble. Yeah, feeble. And, dude, and then immediately, dude, another crooked. Turn. And the nollie heel out nollie is so out. clean, dude. Like a lot of times, dudes will do nollie heel out, and then they kind of have to like pivot it to go straight. But yeah. his lands is like perfectly fucking straight. Just he did that so good, so clean. True, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost like you have to look closely in order to see that because it's behind. It's the behind. But you'll see. It looks like a kick foot, sort of, but his... No, it's right there. That's and the a, spot. A lot yeah, of dudes, dude, that heals. A yeah. lot of dudes, when they catch it or land it, they'll go on the back truck, and then they'll pivot the front around. You know what I mean? Where they kind of, like, slap the back down and then pivot around, but he not only heel flips out perfectly straight. Right. So like, if you watch Gustav... Gustav uh, not Gustav, but Ribeiro. Gustavo... 
Fuck, I'm getting the names all mixed up, dude. I do this all the time. But yeah, Gustavo Ribeiro. Gustavo, um, when he does his, his crooked grind nollie flip out, you'll see him do it where he nollie flips out, catches it, and then he pivots the front back straight. Instead of catching it straight. Exactly. Exactly. When you catch it straight, it means that, like, you had extra time to get it perfect. Or you just did it extra perfect. You do it extra perfect. Yeah. When you have that much control, (laughs) it seems like you have extra time in order, you don't have to rush things, and you just wait for it to float into the right place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Sick, though. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Dude. It's incredible, dude. And, like, I've I've maybe seen this dude on Instagram once or twice, but, like, I haven't quite got his name down yet. But, like, yeah, now I'm going to... Nolly Big Heel fucking backlift, dude. Yeah. Oh, so good. That's a fucking well, you gotta watch dream that one again. trick, dude. Shout-outs to uh, Jay Rich. Nolly Big Heel backlift. Uh, oh, dude, the way he lands that, dude, so dude, fucking good. He's just, like, coming at it, like... Boom! Yeah. Yeah. He's got that MJ Steve without having to try, though. You know what I mean? Because MJ would always... He always lands his... But it's just natural, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Also, a little bit of some Kevin Braun style in there, too. The way he's fucking his stance was. Alright. Fucking nolly shove, backside lip. He's like, I just did a nolly big spin, heel back lip. Yeah, I know. It's like, I can do the little brother version of that last trick. You know, just keep stacking. Yeah, yeah, why not, dude? Oh my god. It's more points. And then a perfect nolly heel lip. Perfect nolly heel. So good. And what is he skating, dude? Are those like ASICs, dude? <laughs> I think those are ASICs, dude. Are you serious? It's got like the swoosh with the three holes in them. Ah, I, I could be so wrong. I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, it looks like Hurley. The Hurley. The okay, Hurley. okay. Which... Oh, because you're right. It's like an H. At first, I thought that this, uh, that this uh, decal thing was part of his sole of his shoe. <laughs> I was like, what? Did he do a blow up? What was that thing? Maybe they're Karyumas, dude. I don't know. Uh, not, oh, dude, the Karyumas are sick. The Valelis, dude. Is sick. that? Is oh, that? It's his brand. Oh my god! Dude. Oh, okay. it's, that, it's like a motion graphics, uh, like visual effects, dude. That commercial with the with the elephant was like. It's the best sneaker commercial that. I've ever seen. Oh, really? F- photographically, like. I don't think I've seen. That's so cool. Oh, it's Mike yeah. Valeli. I thought it was like a Brazilian company. Because there's, like, a lot of the new Brazilian dudes are on it. But, no, he's smart. He's just fucking picking them up as they, as they come up. Yeah, good for you, Mike. Yep. Yeah, I saw him. He had a little interview at the, um, I think, at the, like, Havaso spot. Or maybe it was the world world champion. Props to Yukido Aoki. Yeah. Oh, my god. Props, goodness. homie, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, Olympian. Now dude. he's, like, the Tampa Am... Winner and dude, he's going places. Yeah, just keep an eye out for yeah, that, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, seeing seeing dudes like younger dudes like that, like it brings it. Sometimes it makes me trip a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, look at all these dudes. Like, 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 like dude, like, yes, yeah. yes. Some dude. of these kids are like ten years old, oh, and they're just like, yo. I know. It's like they're practicing. This is like college for them. 
stage presence. Oh, for on sure. Screen and shit. For sure, that's something. Like I one kid like says to the other, he whispers to him, and he's, he's basically saying like, "Don't be the last one to smack your skateboard, dude." Like, <laughs> 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 totally, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but man. yeah, props to Tampa Ann for just yeah. doing it right. Yeah, no, like, that's that's a thing. It's like they're like. This is skateboarding done right, dude. So if we can Paul's, see, if we can Paul's see, if we like can see a proper now. merger of like the real skateboarding heart merging with like skateboard industry, like slowly over time, like let's not rush it, you know, let's do it right. It'd be a beautiful thing. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's John. How do they spell? John that? Carlos is one word. J-H-A-N-R-L-O-S. Uh, Jesus, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, Richard Cherry's, uh, maybe his second to last run, I think, was just fire, too. It was like... I got it. Okay. Cool. Sick, cool. He's the dude with the mustache. yeah. The Mario. Yep. It's um, me, your Mario. And, dude, you know what we should probably uh, talk about is, yeah. like, little, little uh, Jin Woo... Yeah, Ginwoo, Ginwoo. he's the kid I was talking about earlier doing the 720 kickflip. Okay. Just like, oh no, no, no. year old kid, dude. No, no, Ginwoo. I Ginwoo might be mixing him up. Is he the kid that's doing the big spin flip fucking front blunt, big spin flip out? Or is it the same kid? Does he have rail skills and fucking transition skills? I don't know yet. He does. I think the main criticism of, of Ginwoo is he hasn't like grown into skating enough to be able to float with the tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's small and he's got a small board and it's like quick flips to like, you know, quick in, quick out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's, I think that was that's the main like thing that he didn't have that other skaters like um, Yukito Aoki did. Where it's just like that, almost a relaxed control with the with those technical. Like, yeah, yeah. Just give him some time. Yeah, just give him a little yeah. time because He's a little I mean kid. he was the youngest one and he was first for like the first like third of the oh, competition. He was like yeah. he was just like getting all these tricks in. Dude. That's not. I feel like it's like your brain almost works better before you hit adolescence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, you as far know, as, like, the learning and the adapting part of, yeah. of things, and, you know, it's almost like young kids have the ability to adapt for the worse or for the better, mm. and once your your conditioning is set in stone, then that's what adulthood is. It's it stone. is, yeah. Adulthood is stone. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, like, yeah, I mean, I spend a lot of my sit. adulthood stone, but what are you trying to say, Sean? <laughs> 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 All right, I set myself up there. You know, you know what I mean, though. It's like do they say? They it's say like uh, the, the 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 growing process when you're a kid is basically the development into setting your oh, the way what you you're are, gonna be. You know? for, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's why it's important to practice things correctly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and and not necessarily like a counterpoint, but kind of like a counterpoint is they say a wise person spends their adulthood unlearning all the fallacies of their youth. Right. It's like you have to refine your how you're conditioning yourself. Pretty much. You have to uncondition yourself. And then as an adult, you can choose how you want to be conditioned. But a lot of people don't get there. 
a lot of people aren't really like self-aware enough to do that or they're, just, they're not even aware. really aware that that's like you, you just can have do to that. be aware of your bad habits before basically. you can get over them basically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people they don't want to acknowledge their bad habits because then they're not a perfect person. It would be much easier to just get everyone to believe that you don't have bad habits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what a lot of people try to do. Or I don't know if it's easier, but but it'd be much more ideal because you wouldn't have to like make sacrifices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what a lot of people like to have their cake and eat it too. But mm. yeah, it's not the way the world works, unfortunately. I like your hat, dude. Tell me about it. Oh, yeah. So this hat right here, you know, I appreciate that. Um, it does reel in a decent amount of compliments, which never hurts. So this is actually, uh, this is my sister. Um, it's art by Anna Ayers. Really? Your sister did Yeah, that? this is my sister, dude. And it's just, it's literally like a skate photo that she ripped off of Facebook, like off my Facebook page. And like, that's so you. this is me skating like the Denver Park, like that big fat hip that Dustin Dolan fucking got the mad. Dude. Yeah. Point your, so, point your forehead right, right into that lens. Get close. Get real close. Stand up. So yeah, close. just all the folks at home can see this. Let me uh, just pull some uh, focus here real yeah. quick. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's sick. Dude. Your sister did that. Yeah, so my sister did this. She's um, down in St. Petersburg now, but she's making a name for herself in the art community down there. And, uh, yeah, her painting's incredible, man. And she's been doing a lot of murals. She's starting to, like, paint entire buildings. Florida? St. Petersburg? Florida, yep. And, or people will have, like, they'll have, like, their backyard pool, the fence, and she'll paint the whole fence, dude. And it's just incredible what it does for the living space or for, like, a small business. Like, the last one she's doing is, like, it's this little gray shack, you know? Does she work all around the country or just in Just Florida? mostly. I mean, I'm sure she'd be willing to. If someone wants to, you know, she got a pay website. For it. Like what? What's she does. Name? She's got it. She's got a website. It's Art by Anna Ayers, and that's A Y R E S. Um, yeah, you can check out all her originals. Normally, her stuff is more just kind of like landscapes and floral arrangements. But something I really like about her artwork is that it's very warm and inviting and vibrant, and it's very genuine. I feel like a lot of artwork that's tailored to be fine art can be a little cold and un. You know what it reminds me of, man? Your hat? Yeah. It reminds me of the kind of art from, like, the old school Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it has, like, the clouds in the sky and they're, like, jumping from the top yeah, of the building. Yeah, totally, it's totally, it's definitely that. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it, it reminds yeah me of it's that, like except, the intro. Except it's yeah. a skater instead of the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Ninja so, Turtles. So, she's cool, man. I actually, like... I'm bummed I can't support her more, but I bought one of her smaller pieces with, with some of my COVID money. It felt great to support her, but she's doing really well. Her artwork's beautiful. I genuinely love it. So I urge anyone out there that, you know, is into original artwork to check her out, you know, and uh, she might have something you're really, you're really into, you know. Well, that hat's pretty dope, man. I appreciate and, that, dude. Like, I'll, I'll would let she her, airbrush I'll, it? Like, I'll let her know. No, this is all, dude, she fucking painted right on the hat. Holy shit. Yeah, with with brush. So she does mostly... That is like... I thought it was printed onto it. She has printed hats that you can get. They actually... She has one of like the Zen Barn down in Waterbury, uh, Vermont. Hmm. Um, but she has a number of printed hats that you can order right off her her uh, website. But this is a one of a kind. So, sorry guys. You can't get this hat. It's the only one. I'm keeping it. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool though. Man. I appreciate it. Good, yeah. Dude. 
So I'm I'm super proud of her. Um, I, I like not bragging or anything, but like growing up, I was like always the artist in the family, and then all of a sudden Anna started drawing and painting, and after a few years, it was like, holy shit! Like where did where did this come from? Damn. Yeah, she, yeah. And then she's taken it to she, a whole whole new level. She rose up and claimed the title. She definitely did. <laughs> she 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 surpassed anywhere I would hope to be. Like but it's it. cool. It's also like inspiring me to to get on top of my art game and to try to just basically like try to do a little bit more artwork at home and actually get it out there and share it with people you know well, tell me about that like what kind of art do you do like do you I, have a I, process do you have like yeah. a, a genre that you focus on I, or I, anything like, like my, my medium is pen and paper and you know anna my sister she'll always tell me like hey you know like you should learn how to paint paint is where it's at and i, I get it but i like pen and paper i like definitive straight lines so I like drawing straight lines, a lot of them on the paper and using a lot of color. Um, in my 20s, I like to do like psychedelic influenced, just kind of weird, trippy pictures. But now, at days if I do anything, I draw mazes, which is random as that sounds. This is something that we did as kids like in elementary school. And uh, it was a great time when we were kids. We'd even like... I draw a maze, my buddy would draw a maze, so they like link up together, you know? Oh, yeah. Mega maze. Yeah, exactly. So, a couple years ago, I was doing an after school program and I did mazes just as kind of like one of like the activities. And um, a lot of the kids like really took to it and it kind of helped to reignite that inspiration inside me. So, for the past few years, if I do get around to doing some artwork, I'll just sit down, I'll draw a maze. It's nice because I don't have to think about what I'm going to draw. It, you know, the hardest part of like drawing or art in general is being inspired. So it's I don't, really true. I, you That's know, what... I don't need to worry about inspiration. I just sit down and draw a fucking maze. And as I'm drawing it, then you start getting ideas of like, oh, maybe I should do this. Yeah. Or like, it'd be cool to like take it in this direction or whatever, you Sometimes know? Sometimes I think of the creative process as kind of like siphoning. Where you have to get it started up yeah. to a certain point And then... It's all downhill from there because you started the momentum, like totally. You yeah. know, like maybe it's a bad analogy, but I, but I not like once. Yeah, once you get it, that ball rolling, different processes have a different amount of basically gas you have to suck into the tube to get it started, though. Totally. So my process is bad because I just my process is like I just don't do it enough, you know. But then once I do, um, generally try to stick with a project to the end, you know. But, uh, yeah, the, I mean, if the process, I think the number one process, just do it. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Just you put know? yourself there and just start. Yep. And that's yep. a good point, man. Yep. Uh, you miss a hundred percent of the shots. You the shots. Take. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Travis Carr, dude. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, but I'm mean, at the same time. It's like you know, man. I can only shoot so for so many goals. So maybe I'm not shooting my puck into this hockey net, but I'm still shooting my puck into like these other hockey nets. You know what I mean? So as long as you're not, as long as you're shooting a puck into a goal, you're doing all right. This sounds like a X-rated analogy, but I get it. Uh hockey, I mean, hockey scoring, dude. <laughs> you know, like you gotta like you gotta, you gotta your skate side. into the goal. <laughs> you do. Keep your stick control. You might have to take a few shots. <laughs> you know, your first your first shot may not go in there, dude. And you have to try a couple more. You know. Um, that being said, consent is sexy. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So, you know, just to make sure we're covering our bases. Yeah. All right. So speaking of covering bases. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, what is your setup? Did you bring your deck? Oh, uh, I do. I got it in my car, dude. It's no, like, grab it. All right. It's, yeah, yeah. it's broken right now. So my oh, setup shit. is pretty, it's pretty... Yeah. Just uh, don't spill your beer. I'll let me put it over here. And I'm just gonna put this yep. here, and you can put it. Okay. Boom. Yeah. Dude, that's a setup. Yeah. What is that like so, a nine inch? This is her. That is so badass, dude. Yeah. That's so not only like is the deck amazing, which I'll tell you more about the company, but like the graphic is actually hella cool. Um, something I've liked about this company is all the graphics have been like really. This is really cool. This is the only one that was really cartoony like this. All the other graphics were very different, but all that art is really very sick, cool. Though. Yeah. Do you know who the artist is? I don't, dude. I, it's probably on the front of the board, man. What model is it? Do you know? Like here. So what? Else, what can you tell us about this? So thing? it's uh, it's eight point five. I skate eight fives. Um, if I get eight six, it's like perfect. This is a twenty two board co. So I found them online uh, on Instagram. They're out of Texas. Um, I can't find them retail anywhere, especially out here, you know, it's a smaller board company. So I had to order them directly from the guy on Instagram, but they're essentially the only skateboards that I can ride because I have a heavy foot and I'm, I'm a heavy dude. Like I step through skateboards. Hmm. I step through them and I can't afford $60 for a fucking board. I, I break, I'll break them like that. Really? Yeah. Dude. dude. So these did boards... Did you like do like Taekwondo when you were younger? No, no, no. I just have a heavy foot. practice foot. No, no. I got a heavy foot, dude. <laughs> so, and it cost me a lot of money being younger, like, because I've been six, three, 180 pounds I since I was that, like 16, you know? I had a friend that every time he would kick flip uh, his deck down a three-setter larger, he would just break, break the board. I mean, I've, I've broken full-price decks in 30 minutes. On flat ground tricks, dude, and I had to go. I had to go back and buy a new one as a kid, earning eight seventy five if you're lucky at your job. So and and there's a hundred twenty bucks out of your pocket, you know. Just yeah. So anyway, so it's twenty two board company. It's hard to land on bolts, man. Oh, especially yeah, when you're all Every fucking time? blanky and shit. When like you're practicing, I, when you're yeah, still, well, like, that's the thing. When you're still learning, like now I'm a lot better. First time at you do it, a trick, dude, dude, you're not gonna land bolts. No, yeah. So it's like every time as a kid, every time, and even as an adult now, every time I land wrong on a regular board, it's broken. Mm -hmm. So that's something I really like about these is that I can land non-bolts and you'll feel the board give. They're actually incredibly strong without um, compromising any pop they or any board. They like they flex. Like, yeah, they'll actually, like a normal board, they're so brittle and frail, you just step right through them. Whereas if I land off the bolts, like this thing will give. And if anything, maybe you crack a ply. Um, this one I did eventually break because I landed on it wrong too many times. But these decks generally will last me three to four months right now because I'm not skating a lot. Damn. If I was skating a lot, they'd probably last like three to four weeks. Whereas a regular deck, if I was skating a lot, is going to be done in a week, if not that first day. Say that company again? This is 22, 22 Board Co. Um, they're out of Texas. They're 22 legit. Board code. 22 board code. They're the only fucking boards I like. Before these, I was skating the P2s, but they're more because expensive because they're, they're stronger. Yeah. And they're, they're more expensive and they're hard to find. So it's hard. Like, that's another thing. The shape the of P2s these boards. The P2s were kind of like 
sort of like the Everslick sort of uh, kind of. They're like a little, a little way, stronger, like, and they were stronger. They were better. Um, but the board shape of these is perfect. It's that medium concave. It's not flat like a girl or a chocolate board, but it's also not super concave like an element or an alien workshop. And is it their middle uh, ply that is different here? It might be. Because yeah, it doesn't know. look like it's even wood. It almost looks like it's like this it could flat be, kind of wood uh, rubber hybrid thing. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's it's if it is, the skateboard feels like a normal skateboard. It feels it, like a normal... It's seven ply like a normal yeah, skateboard, but yeah. there's something about that middle layer that looks different, and it feels different. Yeah. So, I like these, dude. Those are my boards. I'm out of them right now, which bums me out because I don't have the money to order any. So, I'm not... shout out, if anybody wants to sponsor... He needs 22 Board Co. boards. Maybe 22 Board Co. Dude, I promise I'll do some tricks. I love how you, like, show off the product that you love by saying, like, yeah, these boards don't break. This is my broken one. Well, <laughs> because I skated it for so long, dude. No, it's a bad sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the board. The wheels, obviously, are fucking Spitfire Formula 4s, because why would you skate anything other than that? 53 mils. I mean, that's just... Yeah. I don't have to say anything more than that. I fucking skate Independence. 149s. Um, riser in there. The middle, yeah, I got a little a little riser so I don't get the fucking um, wheel bite, wheel bite in the uh, pressure cracks pressure as cracks, much, yeah. yeah. And then these bearings, I usually skate Swiss, but I don't even know what these things are. They're green. I don't know what these bearings are. That's weird. Um, I usually skate Swiss bones, but yeah. So and then you can see I have an F on my front truck. And a B on the back truck, so you don't, <laughs> so you don't get them mixed up. Well, yeah, that's the setup, dude. Now I like to mark. I like to mark my back, so I know which way is forward. I know which way is back, and you you like a even symmetrical kind of uh, tension and shit like that. Oh, so I do like slightly. Uh, I want to say slightly looser front truck. Yep. You know, so it just kind of does that a little bit better for you. So that you have more control when you're steering and because you're, you're gonna you're gonna truck. do yeah you're gonna do you're most of the steering. So you want that a little tighter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this one's gonna be doing more of the turning at first, so you want it a little looser. Other than that, like back in the day, people used to step on my board and be like, "God damn, you have loose trucks." But nowadays, it's totally different. Yeah. Kids, kids are skating trucks with like one half a fucking bushing in there or whatever you know what i mean so yeah. their trucks like wiggling so in the 90s i skated loose ass trucks but in 2020 they're pretty yeah. middle of the road you know yeah because yeah, you haven't really changed that much no no i haven't changed dude i still skate the same same thing since i was a kid like i said i did have a good friend shout out to uh jeff huslander out in colorado and uh who had a little cameo as well in family tree part of the skate community out here but he, he got me to step up to a wider board at the time. I was skating like eight inches. And he's just, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You're fucking 6'3". Excuse me, get a bigger board. And since then, it's just no I had a back. small, so my better. first board. So much better. My first board ever, I split with a friend when we were on the road traveling. Yeah, that's, that's and cool. yeah. it was like a girl, not a girl board. This is before girl existed as a company. But yeah. it was like. It was at Zoo York, 
and mm-hmm. it was made for like literal females. Like it was like a kids board or a girl board. Right. Like, yeah. It was smaller. It was like seven and a half. Yeah. And and it was also like in the nineties when it was like part of there's almost like different setups for different styles of skating or like, you know, we just kind of come out of the era of the super mini wheels where it was like, how small can you get your wheels and still get the thing to roll? <laughs> yeah, totally. Versus, yeah. You know, because the idea I think was that the smaller the wheels, the less weight you have to push in order to get the board to flip. Yeah. So it was tiny boards and tiny wheels. Yeah. And double flips and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, like... It's just kind of funny to, like, think back at, like, yeah, the first board I ever got, it was like, well, you want to learn how to kickflip, right? So, like, you need a small, skinny board. Yeah. Like, let's go as small as possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, dude, we're not that gonna... was just a matter of, like, catching and landing on it at the right rotation. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, when I was, when I was learning flip tricks, that was the whole thing. 7.5s, dude. And mm-hmm. it flips your board fast and easy. But yeah, you break them like that, you know, and uh, eventually, eventually, shout out Shane Driscoll, dude. We just, he Shane. got, yeah, he got me to step up from the seven fives. And what he told me, greatest words of wisdom is, you have to pop your tricks, not like a bitch. It's like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, wow. dude. How He's just, I got a bigger board. And yeah, it was like harder at first, like nollie heel flip, but like, yeah, you put a little more, because it doesn't just, like, a, it's not like a toothpick up to your feet, but he was right, yeah, just put in a little bit more effort, and it really does, it's just so much better having that larger board to catch under your feet, and yeah, it's just, you know, it's, like, once you get it moving, once you get it in flight, then uh, other things are easier. 100%, 100%, and then going to the 8.5, and like, I was just barely kind of learning how to do flip tricks down shit at the time, too. Like, my mid-20s. But, yeah, an 8.5, and you do a trick, and you catch it, and you're like, oh, wow, like, there's actually something underneath me? Yeah. It it's feels, crazy. It feels like you're coming together with a another physical object, and it's like, you feel the catch and release, and, like, the, you know, when you're connecting to it, and when you're not connecting to yeah. it more. Like you have a, this whole... It's like, it's like landing on a fucking boat as opposed to like landing on a toothpick, you yeah, know? Yeah. And you really feel it under you and you're like, yeah, there's something underneath me. It's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool, man. Switching up. But yeah, we used to skate. Uh, we used to skate small shit, dude. Just how it was. Styles and tastes and aesthetics and approaches and, you know perspectives they all change yeah and evolve and that's one of the cool yeah. things about skating too is it's like it's quicker than you know like you ever see old footage of like football games way back in like the day like 30s or 40s when they had leather helmets yeah and weird shit like straps and shit and yeah it's like whoa this this sport has evolved throughout the years based on what companies are manufacturing the actual tools to do the sport and and tastes and all that shit too, and you know, even, even medical developments sometimes like change how sports are done. Like big time, dude. But it's it's cool. It's cool how skating is one of those things where, in one generation, it's like evolved to three different like aesthetics. You know, it's like multiple times instead of just one. Yeah. Arc. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Everything's uh, a little accelerated right now. 
Yeah, I guess so. I also think that it's a little bit like settling down and then the different styles of skating are being named. Like, yeah, there was always freestyle skating before, but like now it's like, no, what kind of board do you have? Do you have like a symmetrical board or do you have one that's got like a square tail for like, you know, vert skating and shit like that? Mm Mm-hmm. It's different, you know. Yep. It used to be like there was a, sk- a skateboard and you do everything with a skateboard, whether it's ramp skating or, you know, and then it was like, no, let's, let, let's make street boards. Let's yeah. make, you know, and like, yeah. I feel like now you everything's your... found its place. Totally, you know? totally, dude. I mean, that's what I was going to say to your point earlier in the 90s. After the whole small wheels phenomena, it was like skateboarding in and of itself was just discovering itself. Mm-hmm. After that whole like obsession with like small wheels and everything has to be this one way, you know? And once skateboarding was able to kind of like get beyond that phase, now we're in like, yeah, like the self-discovery phase. Or we were back then and now things have kind of found themselves a little bit more... Yeah, like you have to where people like feel confident in like what kind of skating I'm doing today and what yeah. board do I grab? Exactly. This is my board for bombing hills. This is my board for handrails. This is my board for ledge tricks. This is my board for transition, or this is my board for vert and pools. You know, yeah, or this is my board just for filming and kicking around town. You know. Uh, yeah, that's a huge one. Yeah, that's a huge one that is always like overlooked. I think. I Espe- think, yeah. unless you're. Unless you listen back to your footage and you're like, what is that noise? Unless you're like the filmer. I need, I need yeah. filming wheels because what's yeah. that noise? Yeah. You know, like, or I need something that's going to like turn good for me or is like nice and wide so I can stay on it and not fucking have my toe slip off and fall on my face when I'm trying to film this line. Hey, sorry, dude. Can you, can you do that again? <laughs> yeah. That was the, the shit that like uh, always impressed me with like the firing line footage like where it's just like super close follow of skaters doing these like gnarly lines and like you know any split second like everything could go sideways oh yeah and uh yeah you like I'll show was it Chris Grayson? I'll show dude just like following Tony Hawk like doing like backside 5 O's and shit That's, while he's yeah. like no I'll tell you dude I'll show a skate footage of someone like my dad that doesn't skate and he's like they're like the skateboard is incredible but what I really want to like know more about is the camera guys like bombing down fucking hills in San Francisco yeah, yeah and yeah. not only are you bombing the hill not only are you getting the skater but you're actually getting a good shot the whole time like holy it's, shit it's dude it's tough yeah yeah that's like, a whole nother getting level getting a good shot as a camera guy like it's tough yeah it's not always easy and yeah. like skating it's definitely not a next easy. level. It's something I was really appreciating about this last SLS is how good the camera work has gotten, dude. And just doing that little bit of camera work with you and knowing like how they're like they're just following the shot, zooming in, zooming out, knowing this like boom, perfectly, you know? Yeah. It's really, really impressive. Yeah. yeah, man, I hope to work with you more in the future, too. I think you got a good talent with a tripod, you know? You just, like, even, like, even skating, even, uh, what was it, like, that I Help Me clip at Winooski, you know? Like, I just had the wrong lens. I showed up with the wrong lens for the kind of shooting I was doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were just like, yeah, bro, you, like, you always want to get more head. You're basically giving me, like, f- framing advice 
based on the trick you're doing. Like you just have like a right. you just have like a intrinsic understanding of what makes a good it's, shot and yeah, uh, appreciate that. Especially dude. when it comes to the subject matter because uh, you know, framing up a person in a on a with a camera in a shot is different than framing up a person anticipating what they're going to do next. Yeah. And yeah, that was something I I started to key into filming the blues show of just like just being able to anticipate like the musician's next move, which I didn't really I don't think I really nailed it that night, you know, but you can. You can follow you, you, you were, can follow you're movements. You're yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Real good. Cool. Um yeah, and it's like with it's cool when you can just give someone minimal uh instruction about you know, just just follow it, you know. Basically. <laughs> Tell me. And, at that and point, like, you you can just get it. You at know? that it's point, like, you're either gonna have an artistic eye or you're just not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you either like you either intrinsically understand the rule of thirds and like just general framing and what's gonna look good to an eyeball. Filming different things too, though. Yeah. It's different because you know if you have three cameras, then you don't want to try to get the best shot. Uh, Fair. Uh, of the whole of thing of, out of all of the possibilities you're right. always trying to change to whatever the best shot is because you know part of it's like directing and communicating and just like you know these other cameras have these shots so don't yeah. worry about those totally. just focus on the one that those are missing totally and then, yeah, yeah. and then your efforts can be like that much more like cashed in on or whatever yep. like, you know yep. taken advantage of yep. or appreciate whatever that's a good point but, but yeah, that was really cool, man. Just getting to do a little bit of that camera work and yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I get to get out there more and learn more skills. Yeah, you know? we'll, we'll be doing it. We'll yeah. see. It's kind of that lull time where it's like everyone's got to take a break for Christmas. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that makes sense. Everyone's busy right now, anyway. Yeah. You know, my old man's asking me, "So you got plans for the week? Like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> you know, it's just, just, <laughs> I don't know." It's like, well, it's Thanksgiving, and oh, yeah, fucking Christ, already! Yo, Thanksgiving, yeah, like, yeah. already, dude! Oh, my God, dude, in, like, two or three days, like, all right, what are we going to do? we got a plan. Oh, yeah, yeah, it just never stops, man. I, I'm kind of psyched to do, like, see, my mom is, like, the best with, like, cooking for, like, huge groups of people. So stuff, you're just so going to get to, like, go over and, like... Enjoy, reap the benefits of all her. Yeah, like no work for me, just to yeah. all play, like all like bonuses. Like, yeah. And then like pack a bunch of like c containers. Yeah. You know, yeah, you have leftovers in your yeah. fridge for the next <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah, dude. What's for dinner? Fucking turkey gravy and potatoes. Dude, you don't know. Like last year she brought me like a four course turkey dinner. She asked how many, like, roommates I'd be having, like, over in the next, like, th three days. Or right, whatever. yeah. Like, ha like you know, how many people will be there? Like, and she just, like, brought this, like, basket, basically, like, a picnic basket full of, like, Thanksgiving dinner just for me. Fucking me. Just so mom. that she could be, like, <laughs> just so she could be, like, you know, we're not having a get-together because of COVID, but here's, right. your, here's your turkey dinner. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, like... Thanks, when you Mom. Get, when you get, like, individual turkey dinners for, like, seven people, and you eat on it all week, you feel like a king. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're doing it. <laughs> you're doing all right, dude. That's fucking pimping. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sick, dude. Yeah. Um, we 
So, by the way, in case y'all don't know, Clint is going to be hooking up the technical side of the behind the scenes of Golden Hour. Yeah. From now on indefinitely, yeah. maybe I'll, you you need a you need a week off. I got you. It's all good. But if, I, if I need to take my uh, my vacation to Hawaii. You yeah, know? you pay for it yourself, but <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. I thought that was on you guys. I thought, <laughs> come on, dude. I can be the guy in the back fucking, Clint, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah sorry, guys. Uh, no, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. I was paying attention. I was paying attention. Yeah. I love it, dude. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. we have to do more of these. We have to get more footage of you killing it. Yeah, dude. Uh, 22 board co. Yeah, I mean, uh, shout boards. out to fucking homie. He makes good boards. And I know the thing, like, so I met guys, dude, in California. Their factory was, like, just coincidentally a mile down the road from my first place. And they were the Unbelievers. For anybody out there that remembers Unbelievers, and they did Halo wheels as well. Okay. Um. So they had not, I want to say Pontus Alve skated for them. Um, they had a few pros on the team, but anyway, their boards way back in the day were like these, like I could skate them and not break them super strong, super fucking strong. So they told me, I met the old man and he's like, yeah, all the trade shows, the way they test skateboard decks is by strapping 300 pound weights to them and putting them in a vacuum chamber and they drop them 10 feet. Really? Yeah. So every, every other deck in the industry will go one to three drops before it cracks or breaks completely. Whereas their decks would go 10 to 12 drops before they would crack or they're break completely. They're testing to a different standard, basically. Well, they're like, because the majority. Testing different standards. Well, the, and the majority of like the shit, at least back then, that was coming over was all crappy maple from China that is absolute fucking garbage because maple trees from China are just not that good. Whereas maple trees from Canada are very good. Like the, the fibers in the wood is different. It grows differently. It's a different But they can climate. ship, they can ship over tons of fucking cheap decks from China that cost two bucks a pop and the kids buying them will spend the money and they don't fucking know. Meanwhile, a guy like me that's heavier footed, I can't skate those cheap pieces of crap. I need a good skateboard. So the Unbelievers decks would cost the guys about $11 a piece to manufacture, whereas the stuff coming over from China, which every other skate company uses, cost $2 a piece to manufacture, so they eventually had to close their doors and just couldn't stay in business. And that's that's the way, that's that's capitalism for you, bud. The, the cheap, whatever the cheap. still get through. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Everyone at home, everyone that stayed with us after this long four-beer rant. <laughs> So yeah, in the metaphysical. Wanna, any anyone you want to share that before we go? Uh dude. No pressure. I know there's too many. Everybody, you know, my creator, my mom, my dad, you know. Your sis? My sister, my sister Anna, my sister Amanda, dude, fucking Sean Stem, Dave Aber, everybody, Travis Card, Sean Misha. Everybody that gave me a hard time in life made me who I am today. Thank you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Sick. Uh-huh.